Hi, I'm Viv and I'm the face behind Skin Farmer Aesthetics in Stockton on Tees. Uh, tonight it's the seventh of a series of weekly lives I'm carrying out with Dr. Sonny Desi. Uh, hiya, Sonny. Um, well, this week we're talking about ultrasound use in the temples. Um, I'm just going to wait for Sonny to join me. I'll just get in there. We go. Uh, accept. Um, so yeah, ultrasound um, is something myself and both myself and Sonny both use. Hi, Sonny. Hi, Viv. Hi. How are you? Fine. Yeah. How are you doing this bank holiday? Um, I was a little bit like, oh, it's bank holiday, and then I remembered, I didn't, I couldn't remember whether you were going on holiday or not, or whether... It's after next week, um, I'm going away for a couple of weeks after next week, but still fine for tonight anyway. Sorry, I think my, I'm not sure the connection's bad, can you see, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, it's fine now, it was just breaking up a little bit, but it seems alright. Hi, Sonny. Hello. <laughs> It's like it's like question time live. They're trying to keep the audience happy uh, with problems yeah, with the. You gotta you gotta you gotta fill the gaps. Um, I'm not sure what happened there. I've changed it to 4G. I'm not sure what's going on the Wi-Fi. So um, apologies yeah. there. Um, no problem. Yeah. So should yeah. We start again. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> as I was saying, today tonight is the seventh uh, of the weekly live that we've been doing, and we we were going to talk last week about. Um, temple filler, use of temple filler, and how ultrasound can be used to help us uh, as practitioners improve safety, improve efficiency, effectiveness, efficacy, and also help patients um, become less worried about the fact that they're having a treatment in a certain part of the face. So I thought it'd be nice um, to do this tonight. I think last week we changed it a little bit. I think we looked at the business side of things. So we've come back to um, temple filler. Um, I've got a few little shots on my iPad. I'll, I'll show those. Is that all right, Sonny? I'll let, yeah, uh, yeah, let everyone... Definitely. Yeah, let everyone have a look. So with temple filler, um, I, don't know if practitioner, I don't know if all practitioners in the public are aware, but in the face, as you age, different areas of the face change. And one of those areas that do change is the temples, the areas just at the side of the forehead. And... This is a shot. This isn't one of my patients. This is another patient take, uh, work carried out by somebody else. This is the effect of aging in the temples. And as you can see, it, there's more a bony structure at the, um, at the sides of the face where the temples are. Using filler, that appearance can be softened and it can affect the brows and give a good softening of the uh, upper forehead, of the areas around the forehead. And it can give a softer, um, more feminine look to, to individuals, females in particular. Um, so that's the effect of filler treatments. Now, yeah, so, so, just, um, so just with that, with that example for, for people who are yeah. working with their uh, patients um, or their practitioners, was that, was that before and after sort of straight away or was that after a certain amount of time? I think that was a that was um, some work carried out by somebody else. I think it was done. I think the aftershock might have been sometime afterwards. Sometime after, after there was, so I yeah. Think, I think it's just important to to clarify because and and the telltale signs of that for those people watching is yeah. that there is a lot more softening. So yeah, when we when we do temple fillers, obviously there's that 
concave aspect, that hollowing out, yeah. it gives a gives a person a skull-like appearance. Yeah. Now, initially, when you put filler in, and we're going to tie this in with ultrasound now um, in, in a while, both Viv and I, is that yeah. the filler's there and it provides volume and it lifts up. So essentially, you're putting in an implant that's pushing that skin up or pushing that space out. But the great thing about filler is that it expands to about one and a half times its normal size and it's hydrophilic, which means it draws water into the area. So that effect yeah. that you can see in the before and after that Viv's shown is actually probably yeah. a few weeks later. And that's... Yeah. And that's what you should be looking at when you're, um, if you're doing fillers or if you're uh, having treatment done, is that you really want to have a review four weeks later, especially for this area. Now, yeah. with that one, Viv, do you know what kind of technique they use? Does it, did they say? I don't, I don't actually, but it's, it's one of generally two different techniques that can be used with temporal treatment, temporal filler. Um, I'll get... I'll get um, a shot, a video, just so individuals can see what the ultrasound will pick up. And it'll give an idea of how the injections can be carried out. So this is, just get the scan. This is a scan I took of my, uh, one of my patients. This is a different one. Now, this is blood flow. You can see pulsing of blood, and that's within an artery. The base of the picture is bone. Top of the picture is skin, and there's various different tissue in between now with um with that shot that i showed initially it could have been two different techniques that we use deep injection um right onto the bone which um it's called gun gunshot gunshot technique swift gunshot technique so it, it means it's a deep injection right onto the bone through the skin and the needle basically touches the bone and filler is then injected onto the surface of the bone to give a lifting of the tissue above it so that's um that's the gunshot technique another technique can be involving cannula using um filler in an intermediate plane so it's not right at the surface it's not right at the bone end of the tissue it's in between so what i've got now well let me just show you I'll just get it up on a second the wasp is just getting that up yeah we can yeah. um go on Viv. sorry so this is a scan by a doctor dr stella Desiatnikova. I've just managed to pronounce her name without too many problems. Um, now that is a scan that she carried out of the temple. Now it looks like 50 shades of grey. It's very difficult to understand when you've never looked at an ultrasound scan. Top of the picture is skin, lower down is bone, and then there's intermediate tissue in the middle. Now she's actually carrying out an injection. The, yeah, go on. So Viv, just, just, I'm just going to pause there for people. So the bottom of yeah. the iPad, so literally just above my head, is where bone is. Yeah. And then at the yeah. top of the iPad is, is skin, essentially, or the surface. So that's what Viv's uh, alluding to. Yeah. Now, this is a CGI augmented version of that last scan to see the tissue more easily. Um, what was actually being done was uh, a, a cannula was being used to place filler in, oh, let me just get it back up, in the plane. Let me just show that again. I'll just have okay, to go if through this. I would, I would actually just keep it on there for a second. No, keep it on that one. Okay. Yeah, keep yeah. it on that one because I think, as because this is quite moving quite fast for those people who haven't used ultrasound or even for for, for patients as well, clients watching. So again, yeah. at the top of my head, so just pointing yeah. up there is where bone will be. 
Then, then you've got muscle. Then you've got yeah. um, what, what I call kind of the dermal layer or collagen matrix or whatever one you call it. And then just a bit further up um, is skin. Now, as Viv has quite nicely pointed out now, and now it's all explained. So Viv, just as you were saying, um, where filler was placed. Yeah, so filler in this area being placed between between the, this, it's got, there's a temporal fat pad here and there's tissue above it, there's the skin right at the top. Filler can be injected into this plane, which gives an effective outcome. One of the issues is looking for vessels, which is the reason the ultrasound can be used to detect blood flow, um, which I showed in the earlier scan. Um, there's different ways of using filler in the temples, but it's also a case of doing it as safely as possible. Um, if you're using a deep injection, is there any risk of piercing one of the arteries that run along the temples? Um, is there a risk when you're using a cannula of moving tissue around? You've got to be careful how you do the injections. So Viv, just, just as a point of that one, that's that, that slide that you're showing. So again, just going over everyone's watching, is yeah. that what Viv has done there is he's highlighted, he's, he turns that 50 shades of un, indescribable gray into yeah. um, monotone essentially. So, you know, or sorry, a, a color spectrum. And yeah. what we're talking about is where that filler, it, it, it's, it's come off a bit, but uh, where you can see that where the red bit, where the filler was placed actually high up. Now, Viv, was that placed under ultrasounded guided technique or was it just placed with a needle? Or was it placed with a cannula? Do you, do you know? I think it was, um, I think it was cannula that was used, guided. So I think the cannula was used to actually place the filler. Is that the cannula? Is that the cannula? Is yeah. That, that's the cannula. Just there, there is the cannula moving into the area. Now this is the, um, this is the augmented view. Cannula comes in just there. there. So, so if we just help you explain, so you can see that long sort of white colored rod that's coming in and where Viv has, has highlighted filler, that's actually filler being placed in under ultrasound guided technique. So if those of you yeah. watching now and, and sort of referring back to what we saw originally, so before it was just shades of gray, now you've got color and you can see that that, that cannula there is, is, is placing the filler. And, and as Viv has edited that video, you can see where it's being placed. So that answers that question for anyone who's wondering is, you know, that that's under cannula blood yeah. ended, so it's not a sharp kind of, that doesn't it's mean that doesn't mean that it, it, you, you still couldn't accidentally enter an artery. And I think that's the whole point yeah. of what, you're, what we're describing, yeah. what you're showing with. It's, it's the difficulty with that, with, when you're not seeing what's under the skin is, you can't tell exactly where the needle or the cannula is going to end up. Um, even if there's little risk of hitting a vessel, one of the other issues is, are you getting the filler in the right place? Um, biggest problem for us is complications. We don't want a complication based on us not injecting properly or safely. And if you can identify vessels for a start, you'll hopefully minimise the risk of an occlusion or a vascular compromise, which is where the fifth filler is pressing against uh, blood vessels and affecting the blood flow. Because in that, um, in that higher plane, Viv, is where the temporal the branch of the temporal artery can actually sit. Yeah, yeah, so you just, can. If you go, if you go back to your your scan, yeah, I mean that ascent where your where your the branch that that's essentially where filler was was being placed. Now, yeah, exactly. So you can see there if you if you remember back to the the, the CGI scan that Viv showed, um, 
you couldn't see it pulsating, obviously the software's not as sophisticated, but you'd be able to identify that there is a, a branch of the temporal artery sitting in that space where you want the filler to go. So yeah. just on that point about, now this is for anyone watching, is that if you're going down with a needle, you're going down to bone. So you're gonna go either through something like that. So if you don't have ultrasound imaging, you're gonna either go through the artery yeah. through the other side and yeah. that's probably less risk although you'll probably see a, um sort of blood spreading a little bit whereas the artery has been punctured there's likely to be bruising there but the other problem is it's not always possible to know when the needle potentially may not actually go through the vessel what sometimes can happen depending on the angle and the speed of the needle you can push the artery forwards downwards partially pierce it and push it against the bone and then fill into the artery when it's right against the bone. And it's got, it's without... got nowhere else to go. And obviously, yeah, no. yeah. And because we're, using it... such a, because we're using such a thick product, yeah. aspirating is a little bit difficult as well. So you're really, you know, that's yeah. why when we're doing temples, when we're injecting here, we tend yeah. to aspirate for more than 10, 15 seconds. But Viv, you're yeah. just about to say that, yeah, quite rightly pushing it's... the. It's just that the um, the needle, even with a sharp needle, it, it you are in expecting it to pierce the vessel if you do it quickly and uh, quickly enough and at the right angle. It, it, you'd expect the needle to pierce through an artery, but it can potentially push the vessel forwards from whichever plane it's sitting downwards towards the bone. So you could push it, push it, push it very gently, pierce it and then hold it right against the bone and fill right into it against the bone. Um, now that, that's a problem which you wouldn't identify unless you were using something like guided ultrasound. I mean, so the pre-ultrasound, because as you're wondering, so just anyone who's, who's joined us, I think a few patients have actually joined us as well. So yeah. um, what we're talking today is about temple fillers. Now, if I lean into the camera a little bit, um, as we age, we get a hollowing, a more skull-like appearance. I'm sort of exaggerating yeah. it there um, with yeah. my Neanderthal brows here. So that, that gap here, <laughs> this is a very good place to uh, potentially inject and as a rejuvenating procedure, which not only fills the space to avoid that skull-like appearance, but actually if I lift here, you can see that yeah. shadows and movement. So lifting here in three dimensions actually improves low down on the face as well. What Viv yeah. has showed us on um, his iPad is a brilliant representation of his temples with a branch of the temporal artery. And then Viv, your unique work where you put together um, the CGI or color enhancement. And yeah. then we're just talking about the, the technique being used. So pre-ultrasound though, Viv, what were you doing yeah. pre-ultrasound? Yeah. to Because you know, obviously you were injecting that area, so what were you doing? Yeah. With, with, with the mapping, with the vascular mapping, it's, it's there to actually help you identify tissue find out exactly which plane of tissue you can work within more safely and identify blood flow. They're the main issues with tissue and dermal filler injections. You need to get the filler in the right depth in with the right amount without compromising the, the surrounding tissue. You don't want to um, inadvertently block a vessel or lay the filler near a vessel which can cause problems so mapping is a way of minimizing issues before you carry out treatment um it takes more practice and skill to use guided injection i'm still practicing 
doing guided injection. Um, practically, it can be a little bit difficult, you know, holding the scanner against somebody's temple and injecting with the other hand. If you're on your own, it can be quite tricky to do. So it takes some practice. Generally, I think it's easy to have somebody else there with you to actually hold the device or you know, when you're actually carrying out the injections, it's easier for somebody else to actually help you do that with guided treatment. Um, but it comes with practice. I think I'm still practicing just like you are. So I think, I think what, um, my question was pre-ultrasound, what, what, what do people do? And generally what you do is you palpate for that artery using you know, yeah, yeah. the God-given God tool of excellence, which is a finger, <laughs> and palpating it. And we would, we would feel for that temporal artery. Obviously, if there's nothing there, it's, it's highly unlikely that if you can't feel a pulsation, unless you've got your heart, yeah. a fast heart rate of your own, that you can feel through fingertips. And you would sort of feel along in that area. What ultrasound yeah. is helping us do in clinic is actually, like Viv just said, is vascular map. So yeah. Yeah. Um, a really important point there, which I mean, I was just listening to a podcast the other day from um, Dr. Tim Pierce about the complications from um, needle versus um, cannula. And that yeah. there are that there are more it is more common to have a complication when you're using needle, but the complications arising from cannula are much more yeah. severe. And that's where, as we get, yeah. as both of us get more advanced, and I'm sure people are watching yeah. get more advanced, when you're starting to think about, well, actually, I'll start fanning some of that filler into yeah. the superficial plane, you know, you could, yeah. you know, the worry is, is you'll cause a compression, you mentioned compression, and actually, yeah. it's more than likely that a lot of what we perceive as um, occlusion is actually vasospasm. Viv showed yeah. us that, uh, temple scan and obviously that was a bit more um, zoomed in but zooming out yeah. it's still a small space so you can you know fit two fingers into that area um, yeah. so you know your thoughts on vasospasm versus um, you know what, what what would that lead to then and how would that look on um, how would we use ultrasound to potentially detect a vasospasm Vasospasm, it, it's the, the, the vessel's basically pulsing away and starts almost like vibrating and it's because it's being disturbed by surrounding um, Dermal filler. Now, when, when you, you tend to see these issues after the actual filler's been injected, you'll start seeing problems. Now, with vasospasm, that's a temporal, that's my superficial temporal artery, and that's moving away. There's no filler there around it, but with um, if filler were close to the artery, it would start causing spasms. That pulsing would start moving and it would start moving in different directions. It wouldn't stay in one position. And the position of the artery would vary along the path of that line. It wouldn't stay exactly the same. And vasospasm is the body trying to help blood flow based on the fact that there's a filler in the vicinity affecting the normal blood flow. So in, um, with ultrasound, it would be easier to actually detect vasospasm and it would be easier to detect the fact that the filler is right there in a position that's causing the problem in the first place. Um, with scans, filler will look like um, a darker area and you can see that when you compare a pre-treatment scan to a post-treatment scan. And so it's not... The, um, and that's the beauty of it there, you nailed it, Viv, is that when post-injection you was previously especially in that small area you would have seen compact yeah. tissue potentially or not compact tissue um and you would see that sort of blackened blacker area or hyper echoic whatever you want to call it yeah. so darker area. Yeah. 
um, closer to where you've injected, and then you know where your filler is. I mean, that's the beauty of what yes. know, the beauty of what you're describing is that you can see where the filler's sitting, and then you can see how the blood flow is altered. Um, and yeah, that, and that yeah. is the amazing thing. And then, go on, you you say it, but so you could then. How would you use your hyaluronidase potentially if you needed to? You, you can basically use the hyaluronidase as a prescription only medicine that, that can be used off license to dissolve filler, um, to break the filler up, to metabolize the filler. And what ultrasound can do is help us find exactly where that problem is. And guide, if we're gonna, if we're gonna use guided injection, we can aim the needle in the right place. So we're not just guessing and, and shooting high hyaluronidase all over the place. We can aim treatment very specifically to treat the problem quickly and effectively. That's the whole point of doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's good. I mean, I mean, someone, someone may be asking, why would you inject the temples? Obviously, we've gone through that at the beginning, that it is such a good rejuvenating procedure. Um, yeah. You know, you mentioned two different techniques. Um, the well, in in, lay, in in jargony terms, it's called the gunshot because it's literally pointing that needle directly in you know right angles yeah. and, and applying a bolus uh, or yeah. a small amount into that area. The, the yeah. picture, if you re, if you see it from the beginning again, the picture that Viv showed before and after was probably a few weeks after where um, yeah. the filler had expanded into the space nicely. It had integrated into the tissues, and you know it creates that nice soft soft appearance um and also just giving a little bit of raise as i'm demonstrating my own eyebrows um to to that area uh so yeah, yeah that, that's why we do it that's why we do it brings it, yeah, it, but doing the doing the actual um, treatment and using ultrasound to help us do it properly and carefully means that we can, just like we've spoken previously about other areas of the face, we can use a protocol. So that was the purpose, really, of, of going through the fact that ultrasound is a useful tool to help us work more safely and accurately. But again, just like the other protocols that we've um, produced, Here's a protocol for the temple. So we can follow a series of instructions and we can map the area. This is particularly for a mapping purpose. It's not for guided injection. It's slightly different because we need to do things in a slightly different way. But with mapping, um, we can follow a protocol. We can do things in a set way and we can minimize um, problems by following a series of, series of instructions carefully and accurately. And that's the reason um, we've been talking about protocols. Um, I think I'd mentioned to you uh, last week, Sonny, we had a message from Leonie Schelker, um, who's um, part of Cutaneous, based in Amsterdam. She was watching our live last week and she, she enjoyed it. And she said to me, Viv, it'd be, it, it'd be great for you to have a look at some of the work that she's done. She's done research in using ultrasound technology in facial aesthetics for years now. And she's got um, research work that she's carried out looking at standard positions using an ultrasound scanner and following a technique to carry out vascular mapping in different areas of the face. So she sent me a couple of documents, uh, research documents. So it was really kind of her to do that. And and she she said she loved our uh, live last week, so she was happy with what we were talking about. Well, at least we've got one fan, uh, a very credible <laughs> fan of that. Um, if I think it's um, seeing it's bank holiday, I think we thank the people that joined us. So, 
if people are wondering about the evolution of what how we're doing this well we're just you know this is a just discussion every week and what we're slowly building up is what we said as our standardized protocols and we will, we will eventually publish those so you'll be able to download them for free the um i think that's a really good point so maybe in a few weeks time what we'll switch to is actually discussing leone's research and then we can tie yeah. it in with our standardized protocols but i think we'll do a few more areas of the face the commonly injected areas of the face um you know the whole face is a high risk area that's why we invested in ultrasound but yeah, yeah viv um you have the last word your host sort of hosting today no it's, been, it's nice talking about um the work that we do and what we think about it um it was just the odd little story i think you had one a couple of stories there was one particular story a patient i saw this week and she came to me for mid-cheek treatment so the mid-cheek area can, as you age, become a little more flat and you lack shape and contour in the middle area of, in the cheeks. It can affect the areas around the eyes. It can affect lower down in the face. So filler treatment can be used to give a little bit of volume mid-cheek. So what I did, I carried out an ultrasound scan of her face before I did anything, checked her tissue, checked for any vessels in the area. There was no problems. Now with, um, with mid-cheek injection, you need to try and keep the injections deep, similar to using deep injections in the temples. You can go higher up. The problem is if you use superficial injections around the cheek area, you will get movement of the filler. It looks like sausage is moving around your face when you're smiling. So you've got to get the depth right. So you inject quite deeply and you try to get the right volume in the right place with mid-cheek injections. So I carried out the treatment um, and no problems at all. It was perfectly fine, didn't have any issues. And then a few days later, the patient messaged me. She said, Viv, I'm just a bit worried. Um, I think it's moved. I think the filler's moved under my eyes and I think it's just not in the right place. Um, it doesn't It doesn't feel right. So I said, right, no problem, come back in. So she came back, it was only about three or four days later, and I scanned her again, had a good assessment of her face, took photos, checked her, there was no real problems. A little bit of inflammation, a little bit of redness, which is what you'd expect. So I scanned her with the ultrasound, and I looked for the position of the filler, and it was exactly where I wanted it to be, right close to the bone, not high up, not close to the skin, and it was exactly where I'd injected it. It hadn't moved towards her eye area, it hadn't moved downwards, it stayed exactly where it was. The problem was swelling. Um, patients worry, they wonder what's going on when there's a little bit of swelling around the area. It's quite normal, and it can make patients worry about the treatments they've had, but Without the ultrasound, I would not have been able to tell her exactly what had happened with the filler and whether it had moved. I would, it would be impossible for me to have done that. So the result of that is me being confident in what I did. And with the patient, she's very happy and confident that there hasn't been any problems as a result of the treatment. So she's now happy enjoying a bank holiday and isn't worried about the fact that she's got a little bit of swelling around her cheeks. Well, the, the fact is that you're also relaxed and enjoying a bank holiday. Yeah. <laughs> and spending it with me doing this. So I won't tell my temple story. I'll leave that to another time. But what I will say is a good conclusion point yeah. here is, look, we have Viv's stories highlighting that he has invested in something to improve patient safety and improve the efficacy and outcome or the effectiveness of doing dermal filler treatments. 
So he is a medical professional, a healthcare professional who's invested in technology and is continually trying to, or we are continually trying to improve the service that we offer. We're not perfect, yeah. but what we do try and yeah. do is continually invest. And that's the difference between a healthcare professional who understands patient concerns, ideas and expectations, and then is able yeah. to take that and apply and, and offer the treatment that fits with those ideas, concerns and expectations, rather than yeah. someone walking in, uh, well, by appointment, obviously, and then saying, I want this done. And then there's no thought or there's no structure behind what the practitioner yeah. is offering. So anyone watching practitioners, um, you know, what we're saying is, you know, you keep continually investing, uh, healthcare professionals, you keep investing in the way that you've been taught. It's the right way to do things. Don't, we, yeah. don't be worried about what other people are doing who are non-medics, non because what we're doing here is applying patient safety first before yeah. we go ahead and do a treatment. So Viv, I think it's just a really good one to conclude on because you just highlighted yeah. the importance. It, it is important. I think patients feel happier with the fact that you're helping them as safely as possible. And ultimately for you, it lets you sleep at night with less worry. And it's evident that in my practice, that's what happens now because of the ultrasound. Yeah. Viv, I think it's a good, good point to conclude on. Yeah, no problem. I'm unfortunately away after this week because I'm I'm training over in Amsterdam on Sunday after Sunday with Tom Van Eyck doing dermal filler training, advanced level training with him. And then I'm off on holiday for 10 days. Yeah. But <laughs> I could, I, I will be back in two, in two Thursdays time. So if that's all right, then we can continue in two weeks. Well, I'll tell you what. If anyone's watching and they DM either one of us and say, no, we need our ultrasound, we need our ultrasound fix next week, then that means Viv, you're going to have to do it from poolside. But I will. I'll, 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 um, I'll turn my Instagram on in, in Turkey next Thursday if you really want me to. No, 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 no. So um, it would be really good to have a little bit of a break. But, you know, if we do get a big demand, then fine. Anyone watching now, you've really got to message in and say, no, we need to have yeah. ultrasound fix next week. So Viv will have to yeah. go live in his swimming shorts <laughs> next to the poolside <laughs> with, his, with his margarita or whatever he's got, he's drinking. Um, with my Clarice in the other hand. With the Clarice in the other hand, uh, with the cocktails, uh, with a cocktail umbrella. Uh, no, so if you DM us and you want us to do it, then that we will do it. If um, otherwise, we'll take a break and then we'll look forward to hearing words of wisdom that you picked up from um, Tom Van Eyck. And I'm guessing you're probably going to meet Leone as well. Leone, hopefully both of them are in Paris or due to be in Paris for IMCAS, the conference, um, this next few days. And I think they're both due flying back to uh, Amsterdam on Sunday. I hope to see Tom on Monday for training and Leone hopefully on the evening. I think we may be going out for a meal on Monday evening next well, week. Listen, why, don't, why, don't you, um, why don't you try and get a few videos, just a few snippets recorded and yeah. we'll always post that next Thursday anyway. So Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get some bits and pieces and um, I'll share them uh, next week, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, babe. Uh, thanks Great. For, I was going to say thanks for everyone who's watching. I know that we probably had, well, no, we had quite a few. That's good. So they've, they joined us. I'm not sure how long they stayed on, but I'm sure they did. Yeah. Um, so thanks yeah. everyone for watching. Thanks Viv, for uh, taking the lead on this and those brilliant uh, pictures, uh, enhanced pictures as well. No problem. Enjoy yourself and have a good bank holiday. And I'll catch you in a couple of weeks, Sonny. Will do. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye.